everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. My man, Glenn, thank you very much for, for chiming in with that. Uh, with that little little cuss word, 200 episodes in, I still remember, I think it was like episode two, where Kyle and Christian were like, it's our goal to make him cuss. And here we are, you know, 200 plus episodes later. And whew, yeah. So Kyle thank you for and that. I will swear that we heard you, we, we heard you cuss once. Great. <laughs> uh, Glenn, this episode is geared perfectly towards us. And it was actually based off of, uh, so <clears throat> audience at home, uh, usually what we do before we have recording days, Glenn and I will reach out to each other and just kind of review some topics and, and things like that. So uh, this time we were each uh, given two. So we each had to come up with two different ideas. And I started thinking about this podcast and how it's evolved, and especially all the people who have been a part of it. And then I thought about specifically Glenn. And, and his part in the podcast. And then I started thinking about his part in my life. And the truth is, I mean, Glenn and I go way back. Uh, he's one of my uh, oldest friends. Uh, so this friendship has, has lasted quite some time. And I thought, you know, why not talk about that? We, we've done episodes on how to make friends as adults, but how do you then keep friends as adults? And, and it's difficult because you don't have the same uh, childhood things growing up. We, it's not like Glenn and I have the same class. We don't even work together. And so, uh, you know, how do you make that work? So, Glenn, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna let you dive in a little bit into uh, how, how we met and how that whole thing started. Hmm. I was that just dark, coming... dreary day you met me. Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> oh, and the I... other thing real quick is... Uh, we're going to talk about the goods and the bads. So not just how do you get along with your friends, but then when, you know, things are kind of uh, not as not as well as they should be, how do you take the steps to, to really change that around? So sorry about that. It's all you, buddy. No problem. So just to go back in history here, back in, let's say, early 2008, January of 2008, I was just moving up into the area from Vancouver, Washington, into Kent, Washington. In search of a job, I found a job at a local uh, electronics retail store and came across this person who was very bubbly, very happy, and always very friendly and greeting. And I was always very standoffish and like, hey, bro, what's up? No, no hugs, no hugs, no. Um, and... Uh, Really, I was kind of new in the area, didn't know many people in the area. I was working two jobs between this electronics store and another competitor electronics store as a uh, warehouse person there. Loopholes. Got to find those in, in work nowadays. Anyways, um, came across Rohit. I always thought he was just too happy of a person. I just didn't didn't understand the happiness um, I was coming off a very difficult career move and uh, move into a house 
for a family member who had passed away. Um, and it, I don't know, I just didn't have many friends growing up. I only had one friend that I had known um, for many years, and Rohit knows who that guy is. You've even uh, uh, spoken about that relationship on air. Have, yes. Because um, friendships do have a tendency to fizzle and, and, and fall out if they're not maintained properly. And, and then again, they'll fizzle and fall out at no fault of anyone in particular. Uh, they just sometimes they die. Um, but at the time, I only had one friend... And he didn't live anywhere near my my new house in Kent, so it's like, you know what, I need to get out, get away from work, and meet someone. And Rohit, for months, had been inviting me to parties at his apartment. And for a while, I was like, nah, man, I, nah, I don't feel like it. No, I'm busy. Nah. Finally, one day, I just said, you know, I got tired of saying no, and got tired of hearing him ask. <laughs> I said, fine, I'll come, I'll come. I'll, I'll go to one of your parties. Why not? His um, Rohit had said, hey, why don't, why don't you bring Rock Band? You play that all day. I'm like, well, okay, I'll bring Rock Band by. That's a party thing. And also, uh, if you wouldn't mind, please uh, bringing up YouTube as well. Oh, well, yes. You know what I'm talking about. The singing Arnold, yes. There's actually a video of me playing rock band at one of Rohit's parties. This was late at that time. I think most of the people, except for a few, had gone home. But we did play rock band, and the request had been for me to sing a song as Arnold Schwarzenegger. So the singing Arnold is the title of the video. If you care to look it up on YouTube, it's there. <sighs> Fun time, too. Well, uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll see if I can work my magic in. And put that in in three, two, one. Cool. Okay, go ahead. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so sorry about that. You know, we had fun. <laughs> I think everyone at the party was drunk except for me. I don't think I had any alcohol at that point. But uh, we had a good time. Anyway, I kept going back to these parties because they, they were pretty fun. You know, it was a good chance to meet different people and, and play video games, which is pretty much all I did outside of work was play video games. So it gave me an excuse to play more video games and meet new people. And um, I don't know, from then on, you know, Rohit and I would we'd get together, we'd go to movies together, we'd invite other people to, to uh, midnight releases. Those were kind of fun. Until people stopped showing up and then it just became Rohit and I going to the midnight releases. Um, okay we still had fun ourselves we got to see good movies some of them at least the others that weren't ones. so good yeah the, the others that weren't so good at least we you know we got to hang out for a few hours right and uh i don't know we'd start talking about things that normally i wouldn't talk about with with people i knew as acquaintances um you'd have to be a really good friend or or you know, family to know some of the stories of my life that i've i've shared with rohit and uh, that's kind of where the, the friendship started building for us is, you know, I would open up a little bit about some of myself and he would open up a little bit about himself. Um, I think that's where 
relationships and friendships always start to build is when we're opening up. And from there, it just built. We'd do different things. We'd try out different activities, right? We'd go to, you know, my birthday trip, for example. I introduced Rohit to a burger place that... Sorry, Fuddruckers. We miss you. Unfortunately, there aren't any uh, in the Northwest area. Last nope. one uh, was in Oregon that we used to go to. So, yep. Now we have to go to California or the Midwest to find a Fuddruckers. That cheese sauce, though, it's going to be the most missed thing there. <sighs> We'd go to uh, Christmas shopping events, right? We've gone to county fairs. I'm pretty sure we've gone to a concert. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those things are things I normally wouldn't do. Like, I wouldn't normally go to a county fair except to get food because everyone knows the curly fries there are better than anywhere else you can get in, you know, in the world. So, um, our, our friendship has been around... I don't know, things that we've done together. It started there, but it, it built into a, you know, hey, here's my life. Be a part of it. I'm going to share little pieces of my life so you know more about me. And uh, it's it's been a give and take on that front. Yeah, that's the in interesting thing that you said. You have to allow the other person into your life. And, you know, there's the old school thought is... I'm going to build up walls to protect myself. And therefore, I'm not going to just be out in the open. I'm not going to let people in because it makes me vulnerable. There's there's opportunities to get hurt. Uh, not just that, but a lot of times we feel like we're not worthy. You know, why, why should someone, you know, if they try to get to know me and they realize there's not much substance to me, then they're going to leave. So I'm going to keep everyone at an arm's length. And my philosophy is is different. I'm someone who trusts everyone until you give me a reason not to. I'm going to open up because I like those deep conversations, those deep relationships. And there are times when, when you want to be friends with someone, but, but it happens gradually. And there are other times you know, that I've even mentioned on air where if I know I want to be good friends with someone, I just tell them straight out, say, look, I, I feel a connection with you. I'd, I'd like for us to be close friends. Can we get there? I just don't want to do the little at a time. You know, let's let's <clears throat> go have dinner, coffee, or something like that. And one of the things that that I've been able to do is invite a lot of people to parties and, and allow people to network and, and get to know each other. There's no agenda. It's just whenever someone comes to one of my events, they always say, "I really like coming here. I feel." For the for the ladies, they always tell me that they feel very safe, and I tell them all oh, there's not a single person who's there, a single guy who, if if you were drunk and passed out, I would not feel comfortable having them in the same room with you. I trust everyone, and that's why I invite them into my home. So first off, not not only do you have good, honest people who are trustworthy, but you just have people who. Are, <clears throat> Are going to go out of their ways to get to know you. People are always amazed that you know they'll come to a party not knowing anyone, and at the end feel like they know everyone because people will come up to you and say, 
I haven't met you yet. You know, this is who I am. And it was through these parties that got a chance to meet Glenn. And so when you talk about friendships, one of the things that Glenn mentioned is, you know, we used to do, uh, you know, movie nights and then we used to do different food events and we used to do birthday trips. Uh, you know, now we're doing this podcast. And so that's one of the things that has kept it fresh is you have to constantly mix things up. If you have friends who are dedicated to only one thing and you just want that relationship to, to stay that way, then, then there's nothing wrong with that. So, for example, with Glenn, him and I met by going to movies together. And if we just wanted to keep it that way, that's fine. But if you want something more, you have to both be willing to expand into different arenas. Uh, personal development has been the center of my world ever <clears throat> since Glenn has known me. And we were doing this podcast. And when I knew that version of Glenn, pre-GYST, he wasn't into personal development. And he just said, you know, that's your thing, not my thing. Cool. But through this podcast now, he has been a part of this for like almost 200 episodes, you know? So you have to, you always have to be willing and make sure the all branch is always there. And one day Glenn just felt, okay, the, the time's right. And so now this has become a part of our friendship. And, and what's it going to be in a few years? I don't know, probably something different completely different but you have to allow yourself the flexibility in not only each other but the relationship as well you can't just look at the way things are right now and so mm -hmm. so glenn is that something that people can do on purpose proactively or do you just kind of have to let it evolve that way and that's tough because it could be. It, yeah, it, it depends on the friendship, right? It depends on the people involved in the friendship. Um, like for Kevin, you know, you know, Kevin and I, we go way back. It sort of just naturally developed. And uh, we didn't really change up our, our modus operandi <laughs> to throw out a big term. I've always wanted to use it, by the way. We didn't really change up our... That's one of them $2 words. That's one of them $2 words. Yes, sir. Um, we'll save that word for chili night. Um, we didn't really change up our, our, you know, our, our, our activities, the things that we did. We always had the same things that we were interested in, right? It was always the same kind of humor, same kind of movies, uh, same kind of fun events to go to. Um, if something came up that we didn't want to do, we just didn't do it. We didn't try different, different things. Um, with Rohit, he's complete opposite. <laughs> um, there are things that he likes that, you know, okay, I'll do it. I don't know about it and I'll try it. Generally, I'm more of a no guy until, you know, <laughs> until I get, you know, just that itch to say, ah, I'll try something new. And mostly just Why to not? shut me up. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. Hey, Glenn, want to come try this? No. The next day. Hey, Glenn, you really want, you, you really should try this. Come on, Glenn. No. It's like that little yapping dog in, in the Looney Tunes. I feel sometimes, Hey Spike, come on, Spike. You know, the one I'm talking about. Nah, shut up. <laughs> but no, no, not, not quite in that, that way. It's, uh, 
it, it's more um, different personality types, right? So different personality types will act differently or need that kind of um, spontaneous or change and, you know, spontaneous changes in, in the friendship to keep things growing. Um, people with the same attitudes, the same interests generally can keep the friendship going and it grows naturally without changing things up. Uh, so you don't really have to be that proactive with it. Um, so I guess it's just coming down to gauging the, the friendship, the level of the friendship and the type of personality the friends have. Heck, when I was going to a, you know, a row hit party for the first time, I wasn't expecting to come out with friends. I did. Several of them I still have in my book of friendship uh, friendships right now. Heck, I've been to weddings for some of these people. I don't go to weddings. I hate weddings. <laughs> but I go to weddings for friends because I want to celebrate with them. Yeah. So we've talked about celebrating stuff and, and expanding stuff, but if you if you want a close relationship with someone, you can't just be there when the times are good. No, you got to take a risk and be there when the times are bad. You've also got to be able to share your, your issues with someone when your times are bad. It's, a, it's literally a give and take. That's what relationships are. No. Can't always take and you can't always give. And the, the most important thing is there can't be judgment. You know, if, if there is, you're not going to feel comfortable going to the other person. If if you think by talking to me about something and, and I'm going to be like, oh, man, there goes Glenn again. Like, you know, whatever. You're, you're not going to come to me. And there are some people who in, in friendships, <clears throat> you have to hold each other accountable. But then you also have to allow a sense of flexibility. So if Glenn comes up to me and says, you know what, from now on, I'm I'm not going to do uh, this behavior anymore. Let, let's just pick uh, it's just something stupid. Let, let's just say Glenn comes up to me and says, I'm not going to watch any more movies for the rest of my life. OK, cool. If I see him watch a movie, if I go up to him and be like, Glenn, I knew it. You always say you're not going to do things. And look, here you are again watching a movie. You can't be trusted. If, if I hold him accountable to that level, all that's going to do is build resentment towards us. He's going to avoid me now because he wants to watch a movie. So you, you have to allow some flexibility as well in support. So, Glenn, there's, you know, there's, there's one thing that I want to bring up, and, and that's being honest with the other person. And so, mm -hmm. you know, a, a story with, with Glenn and I, and I'm very non-confrontational. So I, no. for, the, <laughs> for, for, the, for the better part of my life, have always avoided conflict. And then I, I realized how much that can hurt a relationship. Uh, Glenn already brought up that him and I used to go to the movies a lot. And early on, one of the one of the things was Glenn liked to be a little bit more vocal during during movies and uh, kind of pointing out the foreshadowing. 
so he'd be like oh like i think this is going to lead to this and and all that kind of stuff and if you if you watch or listen to our episode about spoilers uh the way that we kind of talked about spoilers was anything that interferes with your viewing or your observation of the way that it was intended so for me i was like you know like okay you know once or twice he said something and i would just kind of let it go but for me it would kind of ruin the movie experience because i want to be told the story the director wants me to to know how the director is going to unfold these different layers to get to the meat of everything and i wasn't able to do that and i noticed inside like every time he would say something i would just like kind of like i felt like i was on fire because like i'm 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 you know a little bit angry and you know i i love going to the movies and, and the experience wasn't working out well and it made me not want to spend time with him and, and go to the movies normally i wouldn't have done anything i would have just been like you know next time glenn calls me up saying let's go to the movies i would have been like oh I, I i can't make it and before you know it the friendship just kind of falls apart and fades away and i didn't want that in this case and so i you know i talked to him one time we we went to the movies afterward or we went to dinner afterwards and i was like glenn can i just tell you something real quick like when you do this this is how you know with my experience or whatever and he wasn't even aware so it's not like he was doing it on purpose or uh what a lot of people like who do that kind of stuff like to do is show off haha i'm putting the pieces together before anyone else is i see what's going on here he's really his father um he, he wasn't doing it that way he was just that was how he enjoyed the movies and, and the friendships and the experiences that, that he went to. And so I talked to him, we worked it out. And I think we've gone on to like a hundred plus movies ever since. And I've only done it a couple more times since then. <laughs> <laughs> but, I but try you know, not I mean, to. And, and things change. We started going to dinner afterwards. <clears throat> to, so we yep. can talk about the movie and talk about like that foreshadowing and, and helping each other, like kind of dissect the movies and, that way i liked it because i got to experience it and then i got to experience the conversation with you and you enjoyed it because you got to uh to to still talk about it and and bring up the fact that you saw all these different things but but not just that but one of the great things about you is you are so into film that you would bring up easter eggs that i didn't even know existed and so how do you like, have you had those types of awkward conversations with people and, and have they worked out or, you know, have they not worked out or, you know, kind of what's been your experience there? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, that friendship fizzled and died. Um, yeah. So it, it's, I don't know with, with Kevin, it was a little bit different, right? Um, I was trying to help him get his life in order somehow giving him a place first to stay where he can find better work than where he was living originally. Um, advice on how to get a job and how to build a resume, something, you know, simple stuff that almost anyone without that kind of training or knowledge would be happy to take. Um, then, then just small things would build up here and there, and frustrations would build up on both sides. And eventually it, it led to uh, 
him leaving my house and me not allowing him to stay in my house. So <laughs> um, it, it ended poorly in, in, in the friendship. So um, I don't know. I've never really had enough friends to where I'd have to have those confrontational moments. You know me, I'm very straightforward with how I'm feeling about a certain situation. Like, dude, this sucks. I don't like this. I'll just state it. I'm not very tactful at times. I mean, come on, man. Not even going to argue that one, huh? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Um, I, 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 come, I try to come straight forward to someone to say, hey, this, this is the way I see it. I, I wear my feelings on my sleeve most of the time, and if something really bothers me, I push it off to the side. I, I hold on to it for later. Um, you, you know, it's kind of like that, that road rage incidents, right? You let things bother you and it's not necessarily oh, yeah, yeah. the people in the car, right? But you let things bother you for hours after it happens, a couple seconds in your day and then you let it bother you for hours after. Um, And for me, and I've got someone at my door. <laughs> One second. Did you want to go check it out? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap up then. Um, so while while Glenn <laughs> attends to his door, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about friendships in, in this episode and, and what to do if you want friendships to last. And the important thing is you have to not only hold each other accountable, but you have to allow the other person the flexibility to change. And by holding them constantly to who they were when you first met them or when you first became close to them, stifles them. It doesn't give them an opportunity to grow. It doesn't offer you an opportunity to get to know a different person and grow along with them. So when Glenn and I first met, yeah, we did movies all the time. But then it changed to this and it changed to that. And we, we keep on evolving. And you heard him talk about the importance of opening up and holding each other accountable and offering some some sound advice there so uh while we hopefully glenn makes it back uh and it's not someone who is murdering him and if it is it's going to be a super awkward podcast so thank you very much for listening to the gyst podcast and we'll catch you next time thanks everyone for listening to our gyst podcast we hope you learned how to get your together 